Welcome to the RPG Podcast. And we are live. Oh, God, Pat! Presented by Sheep. A Time Wheel Production. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. You're listening to the Robert Patton Global Podcast. I was just saying how unprofessional this podcast is, and it is true, but we're getting better as we go along. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And I'm here today with a very special guest, Cindy Clemens. Uh, She is a breath specialist, I would say. Um, She's also into a lot of metaphysical uh, theories and ideas, and we're going to just have a talk see where it goes like we do i mean it's, it's kind of like a success podcast we talk about principles of success and what it means and what it takes to be successful and i think breathing is a, is a huge aspect of life and you know controlling it in a way that makes you better is something i don't think a lot of people know about mm-hmm. what do you think about that yeah uh People still look at me kind of crazy when I say it is your secret superpower. Yeah. Above everything else. And once you tap into that, then the sky's the limit. I've been doing it a lot. Um, I mean, I've worked with you a few times, and I remember I hadn't slept in a long time, which is why I was going to certain, like, different modalities of treatment. And I remember I fell asleep during this session and it was like one of the most peaceful experiences I've ever had. Yeah. You had me all like set up on the pillows and um, just kind of guiding me like what, like hands-on physical, like, cause you can do it from an app, I guess, or something, you know, maybe right. a video online, but mm-hmm. it's a different when you have someone there like pointing Yeah, I mean, what I'm doing essentially is I'm communicating with the body. So it's out of the mind space. And so when I place my hands on a person's body, their awareness automatically goes there. And wherever the awareness goes, the breath follows. So it's less about all of the mind stuff. You know, I like apps too. You know, obviously, we just went through a quarantine period Mm -hmm. of time and you had to get really creative. I'm not obviously not doing as much live in-person stuff. It just depends on who I'm working with. Um, so I had to get creative. It, you know, it's like bottom line is like just get people breathing, like mm-hmm. just to have the awareness to just start breathing more deeply and through whatever you're feeling is, you know, even if you can't have a session, like just starting to do that will be a game changer. So, yeah, I think it's naturally, I I remember like a long time ago, I had the epiphany of just long, deep breaths having an effect on my body. And I mean, you realize it if you, if you do it, I I would have better ideas because I would be doing it when I was in the bath. I would take a bath, like a long, hot bath and take some very, you know, long, deep breaths and just find myself slipping into some pretty deep states of consciousness and coming out with answers to just questions. I mean, this is pre-sheath. This is like I'm in the army and my life is kind of a shamble. 
and I would fill the mirror with uh, just I thoughts that I had during these dream. It was, I would like slip into a dream state. You know, when people first come to the breath and they first start, you know, connecting the breath, they have like these really major, profound spiritual experiences. I don't have a lot of those anymore either, yeah. you know, but it's because my day, you know, I've integrated it mm-hmm. and my daily experience is more like that. So it's not, it's not about the big, you know, the big pops around it. it I, um, one of the people that I trained with actually, she was a recovering addict and, you know, she'd been in recovery for like 20 years or something like that. And even in the breath, she was chasing that high. Mm-hmm. She'd get so frustrated because she'd come out of it and she'd be like, what am I doing wrong? And then uh, one day she just finally got it. She broke out laughing and she got it. And she just realized that whatever, whenever you're chasing something, it's going to elude you. Hmm. And um, so that's the nature of addiction mm-hmm. is like chasing that thing that you think is missing when it's already right there. That was like the big cosmic joke, right? Mm -hmm. And like, even like you said, when you first started breathing, you instinctually started doing it. That's the cool thing is it's it's actually innate. Mm -hmm. You're born with a breathing pattern. We just get away from it because, you know, society as it stands right now is like, no, you need to do things this way and you need to listen to this and you need to do this and you need to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody Um, stops to take a breath. Yeah. Yeah, or yeah. quite a few. And if you stop to take quite a few, you might be pleasantly surprised at the positive feelings you get. Yeah. You know, it was just a stress reliever. And, you know, I actually get kind of high when I do it. Yeah. I have these bursts of something, mm-hmm. explosions in my brain and spine, where I was telling my brother the other day, like, I'm feeling chemicals excreting from my spine and i don't know if it's in my mind or not but i've done dmt and it's kind of like that but like a really quick one it's like yeah. 10, 10, 10 seconds to 30 seconds and then you're back to where you were but it's, and like, it's subtle yeah yeah but i, I get think like a what... euphoria you have energy afterwards and maybe clarity of mind and just a lot of just everything's real positive. Yeah. One of the people that I trained with too, <laughs> he said, you know, joking, you know, that one of these days breathing is going to become illegal, mm-hmm. you know, because it actually, it actually does activate the DMT that is already in your brain. It's yeah. just very subtle. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the reasons why people think, and it's not that there's anything wrong with plant medicine. Um, I think that plant medicine is like a really excellent doorway. That's what it's meant to be for people that just haven't had that experience at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And then like that next, you peel away that layer and you start doing the breathing and it activates the natural DMT that's already in your brain, but it's just very subtle. I don't think mine is, I don't know if I'm doing it wrong, but mine's not subtle at all. And I'm I'm joking kind of. It's like to the, point sometimes sometimes it's more subtle but like i will have to grab onto the arms of my chair and like brace myself because i feel like i'm about to like have a big wave yeah 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 so yep. i'm like oh shit here we go and then a tip and if, I, if i'm in the bath or i'm in the sauna it intensifies it because of the heat yes it is 
just it relaxes you more and you and you want to relax every muscle fiber in your body to oxygenate the whole cellular system i think i'm talking out of my no you're right yeah. you're right on um actually that's the roots of of quote unquote breath work um you know it's like the guys that are, you know, the, I can't even think of the, the names of them right now. It's so funny. Usually I can remember their names. Um, but the grandfathers of Breathwork, they were, um, they were doing LSD, sitting in hot tubs mm-hmm. and breathe, you know, deep, doing deep breathing. And then they realized they thought that it was just the LSD or mm-hmm. just the hot tubs or whatever, and then they found out that they that if you have if you're breathing if you're doing deep breathing like in a hot tub or in something hot, you're going to have like a rebirthing experience where you're going to have like an experience of being born or, or emerging out of something. It's just like this big wow kind of experience. And then they've also done um, experiments, and I've had you know experiences too of working with cold water. Mm, cold water cold water takes you to death you know Mm. takes you to the edge of death right and so because i've had those experiences i'm not afraid of either one like i just recognize that they're just dimensions of experience and um so yeah if you have somebody that's really terrified of dying you know do some breath work with them you know in cold environments Mm. yeah i don't i haven't well i'm not an expert, so I don't necessarily mix them because I've heard some of some incidents where you can like pass out underwater or yeah, whatever. So yeah, I, you definitely want to have somebody that's an expert and like. So what we would do is just have somebody float, mm-hmm. you know. So you're just holding them and having them breathe, and then at any point, you you know, and there have been times like I had an experience with um, somebody that I was training with, where she went she was like you know gone kind of thing he was kind of afraid she was gonna die and he just had to keep talking to her because there was a part of her that um that wanted to leave the body that was like why it was happening and i was even having the experience i was i'm on the shore and i'm breathing and i felt deeply connected to her and i could feel i could feel her slipping Mm. so every one of us in our connection with one another you know it's like that's the thing it's like when you're breathing with a bunch of people you're you really feel the interconnectedness Mm -hmm. and so you you know it's like i could feel my myself like having this sort of telepathic conversation with her to like just stay i didn't even really know what was going on i was in my own experience but i could still feel that there was something going on over there and i could even feel the fear that was happening with the teacher and stuff like that but she needed to have that experience and then we kind of both had this sort of little kind of crossing over experience and then came back, you know. So for her, from that moment on, she didn't she didn't have she didn't flirt with death anymore. She wasn't like purposely putting her into situations that um were going to perpetuate her feeling perpetuate her feelings of wanting to die or anything like that. And she just didn't 
and she wanted to choose life, you know, like she needed to have that experience. But yeah. you, you gotta, it's not something you wanna go, you know, you don't wanna go out into a lake and go breathing by yourself. You wanna make sure you're working with an expert, mm-hmm. just like Wim Hof, right? Yeah, like a shaman. Yeah, you, you want you wanna know, you wanna be with somebody that knows what they're doing and that kind of thing. And so that's why they say kids don't do this at home. <laughs> I'm, 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 you know, even with breathing, I say, not as I do. I, I, I kind of push the limits. I, I do the breathing, like I said, in like the bath and whatnot, but, um, I'm like one of those Tim Ferriss, like I'm a guinea pig type guys. I'll, and I've done all of the like psychedelics and like performance enhancing drugs. And like, this is like you said, it's an internal superpower, superpower that we have within and it's like i can i can prove it i'll tell you i'll tell you this so when i was like i take a nap every day mm-hmm. and it's this thing i've been doing since i was 20 i don't know it's it's kind of a crutch and i'm like i just want to doze off for a minute i'll come back and i work hard you know obviously i built an empire just kidding right but i have to have my nap but yeah. uh, when we were moving i hadn't you don't have i didn't have time to take a nap and mm-hmm. What do I do? I did I did the Wim Hof breathing like at the time when I was going to take my nap normally and I didn't have to take my nap. And I did that for like two weeks straight and I came to this conclusion, I don't ever have to take naps again. Now, of course, I'm taking naps again because the moving's over and I don't have to stay up. And it's it is this weird mental crutch that I have that it's so cozy in the bed and I, I don't know. I, I want to, but I know that if I don't have time or I, you know, need to perform, I have another tool right. that I can use and it totally works. Well, so you got what you needed out of that. Like, you know, when you're under an extreme amounts of pressure and you have to push through, like you have this tool that can help you do that. Mm-hmm. And I would even like say to just, take the word crutch out of needing a nap because I think naps are great. Yeah. So like, it is. I mean, if it's not interfering with your life. Yeah. You know. Well, and I know a lot of people do it and I always give myself a hard time because I'm like, think about how much more I could accomplish with the time spent taking a nap. But maybe I would be less of myself if I didn't have that. Right. You got to replenish. Yeah. And, you know, like the Mexican culture which I am derivative of, is known for siestas, and maybe it's just in my DNA. Right. I can't be mad at myself. Yeah. I've had an intention for a while um, for working more in the mainstream with people, and so I put myself in certain environments that were more mainstream. Um, You know, when you practice breath work, even if you don't do it professionally, but you practice it, you start to realize, again, it's like a superpower, right? And you you awaken something in you and you recognize that there's something and, and people will give you the feedback that there's something really different about you. And you start to realize that you're emanating something. And so it becomes less important the what of your doing, but, you know, and, and where you're coming from. So when you're coming from that place, you recognize that whatever you're emanating, 
um, is having an impact on the people around you. So it's kind of like a little bit of a grand experiment for me to be in the mainstream. And I talk about breath work whenever I can. It's just like so much a part of who I am. Yeah. Um, love and, breath on Instagram. Yeah. Maybe. Love breath. Yeah. And yeah. I, I know you mentioned you were either starting or thinking about starting a podcast. Um, I actually do have a podcast. Okay. I do have a podcast See? and, um, it is on, uh, anchor FM. Okay. I'm part of that. The yeah. App. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Um, always expanding. I've got a YouTube channel too that I, so my podcast goes on the YouTube channel and I do the whole visual creative thing in, in addition to it. So that's been fun, but yeah, that's what I was doing. You know, I was like, I knew I still had to help people, you know, mm-hmm. I just, I could just literally feel people just stressing, mm-hmm. just stressing and, you know, like if, th- if there's something you can't do something about right the second, like just coming back to the breath will really shift that like a hundred percent, a thousand percent. So I know I've been sleeping better. I know that my stress level is way down and I know it sounds like a sales pitch or something, but maybe it is a sales pitch. I'm because it's <laughs> worth, I'm not, I don't want anything from you listening to, yeah. I'm not going to get anything from trying to sell this to you other than a better world maybe because I think I just, you know, just having more energy, you get, you can get more shit done when you're getting your shit done. You're not going to be as stressed out or is overwhelmed about the idea of having to do whatever it is that you have to do. Right. You know, it's like, well, it's interesting because so, you know, one of the things I talk about a lot is, you know, so we talk about stress a mm-hmm. lot in our world, right? So we think stress is like this external thing and it's because of these things that are happening to us and all that kind of stuff. But really stress is an internal mechanism. And the way that it works in your body is you are stimulated into fight or flight that activates the cortisol in your system and your body gets flooded with cortisol and you feel that stressful mm-hmm. feeling as a res- it's literally a chemical reaction that's happening in the body. So when you breathe, you literally can set, you're sending a signal to the brain that it's time to relax. And so the brain will um, shift that, will turn off that cortisol and activate the theta um, levels of, brain waves in your brain and that's what will put you into a relaxate a relaxate a relaxing state do you think cigarettes is the opposite i think that um it's interesting you remember you know uh roseanne from the roseanne show she was a heavy smoker and stuff like that and i think somebody years and years ago somebody told her you know that really it's like the only time she's giving her a moment to pause, giving herself a moment to pause deep breath so the therapist said, you know, why don't you just like skip the cigarettes and just take a deep breath? So, and I've worked with lots of people that that's the only time they give them, it's like, oh, I have to do this thing because society won't let me otherwise take a moment to pause. You know what I mean? So it's like, oh, well, I have to do this. Whereas if you say, well, I have to go outside and take a deep breath, you know, people will look at you yeah, like you're crazy. Deep breath break. Yeah, you should yeah. get a 15 minute deep breath break. Yeah. That'd be way better. So, um, so I think it, I think it's therapeutic in that way. Okay. And so they're taking a deep breath and, you know. Well, real quick, I, th- I guess what my question was, 
you said that when you're doing the deep breathing, it triggers the body's relaxation kind of mm-hmm. um, response. But cigarettes, I get, I, and so some people get relaxed from smoking cigarettes. In fact, that's why I bring it up because I used to smoke cigarettes to relax, to go to sleep. and But now I do the, the vape, the jewel, and I believe that the nicotine is not, I think it's like turning off that relaxed yeah uh, well it's a stimulant exactly (laughs) it's a stimulant right so yeah it it has the opposite effect so it's more of a psychological thing and then the body you know it's funny the way the body mind works like you know you can talk yourself into all kinds of things right um so yeah it has the opposite effect so if you just simply you know tried the exercise of taking some deep breaths so that you can do that and not um, sabotage it. Yeah, because I, th- I feel like I'm doing it to relax, but I'm giving getting physically, biologically, the opposite response. Yeah. And, but, but isn't that what we do in life? Like it mirrors life. Your breathing pattern is a mirror reflection of how you respond to life. And... So when you change your breathing pattern, you also are going to change how you respond to life. Mm -hmm. So that's where you can, you know, because a lot of times we try to do it the other way, right? We try to rearrange our life in a certain way so that we can respond to it differently. So we feel better. So we feel better, but it hardly ever works, you know, because we're, it's, it's not an outside job. Yeah, Yeah. it's external. So when we do it internally, then how we're perceiving reality shifts because now we're in a theta level of brainwave patterns that perceives reality completely different. Yeah, more clearly, probably. Yeah, more clearly, and and not colored by you know the, you know all the things. So yeah, like sometimes sometimes I'll be looking for something super stressed out. It's right in front of my face, and I can't see it. Like you know, if time is of the essence, I got people waiting on me. I need to do this thing. And I'm scrambling, and I don't feel like I'm in a, a very stable brainwave, you know, maybe like a theta. I'm like in this weird tunnel vision state mm-hmm. of mind. And, you know, I guess if I just slow down for a second, take a deep breath, but I don't have time to take a deep breath. Right. I work with a lot, I've worked with a lot of moms, right? You know, so obviously you've breathed with me. And so yeah. breathing with me means laying down and breathing for a solid hour. Mm hmm. And a lot of these moms are like, I don't have an hour to just lay down and breathe. And I'm like, well, so here's the thing. Like you can still condition your body to breathe through stress by intentionally connecting your breath while you're washing the dishes, Mm -hmm, while you're mm -hmm. folding a laundry, during moments of time when it's not stressful and retraining, you're literally training your body to breathe correctly. So do it during those moments at the same time it doesn't mean you have to stop everything Mm -mm. to breathe i do it the way that i do it because you know we're it's kind of like my job is to break up concretes of you know concrete patterns of things you know i'm just there to kind of break it up so that it becomes easier for you to do it in those less stressful moments and then it becomes you know your everyday practice so for your all the time practice like just getting into the practice of breathing as life happening is as life is happening is like the point 
You know, it's not just, oh, I'm going to go over here and I'm just going to breathe. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, even in my day. exercise, I'm the same way. Right. I'm, I'm standing at the sink and I'm doing kicks and all this kind of stuff. I do that all day long rather than take an hour a day. Like I'm exercising over here. I'm doing that all day long. So mm-hmm. I integrate it into integrate. my. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. can you, can you put into words what is the proper like breathing technique? Can you describe it? Yeah. Um, and I'm going to back up a little bit and say that there are lots of proper breathing techniques. So um, maybe when you're doing the dishes, you know, yeah, that, that like, like this particular one, yeah, is the one that you're born with. So if you watch animals breathe. You know, they, it's a circular breathing pattern. So if you watch them breathe, they're just breathing along and they just breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out. And there's hardly ever any pauses in between the inhale and the exhale unless they're in times of stress. It's in the times of stress that we'll tend to hold our breath. And there isn't anything inherently wrong with that. It's just that if we use that as a long-term pattern for not dealing with a stressful moment, Animals don't have any kind of, you know, they don't have that part of their brain developed where they can get into patterns like that unless they're just like in constant stress all the time, right? So you guys deal with rescue animals and you probably see a little bit more of it. But yeah, yeah you're, you're natural. It's a natural breathing pattern, and but there's lots of different types of breathing patterns that you can do that aren't necessarily natural, but will take you you know, like the Wim Hof method and yeah. stuff like that. Like there's lots of different, that's why it's, it's, I say it's your superpower. Yeah, There's so many different ways, but your natural breathing pattern is circular, which means it's connected. There's no pause between the inhale and the exhale. It's diaphragmatic. So you're breathing really deep. Like 60% of your oxygen actually comes from the lower lobes of your lungs. Why? Do you, or what's that about? Um, I think it's just because you, that, you know, you're designed to breathe really deeply. And so if you're not breathing really deeply, you're not getting enough oxygen. So you're doing a lot more of the more shallow breaths and you're doing a lot quicker breaths. And that actually keeps you in a state of anxiety. Well, we're up here at, at elevation also. Like mm-hmm. this is some of the highest elevation you can like survive in, I think. Yeah. And so I've already, ha- I've had issues breathing since I've been up here and it's fortuitous coincidental that I came across this Wim Hof breathing app Uh, my friends were sending me screenshots of how long they were holding their breath during the exhale portion and I'm like what is this there's there's an app now because I had signed up to the Wim Hof uh, website I never even did like one lesson he started with yoga I was like I thought this was breathing anyways (laughs) the app just goes straight into the breathing And you can record your times and share with your friends and stuff, which was very interesting. And so I had started doing that right before we moved here. And now we're living up here. And I really feel like all of these breathing exercises are helping me acclimate and adjust because I'm a little older. I'm not like when you're younger, your body will just adjust because it does what it does. So it's interesting, like when... So when you get into those really cool states, mm-hmm. um, the reason that you can do that is like you do the breathing exercises so that you super oxygenate your body and then you can afford to hold your breath to go into those states because your body's taken care of. 
Okay, so when I exhale, I hold it for like a minute, sometimes up to two minutes. I'm like mm-hmm. somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. But then that's not when I have the, the experience. That's kind of relaxing. That's kind of just like kind of really cool and a weird relaxing state until you get to that, oh shit, I'm dying stage. Mm-hmm. Like you're like, okay, I'm drowning. Can do it. How long do I hold it? Keep holding it, keep holding it, keep holding it until you can't hold it for one more second. Then big gasp, hold it yes. and squeeze. And then I'm squeezing and it's somewhere after like 10 seconds where I'm just like, and I'm like, oh shit. And I'll have to hold on. And it's, but it's euphoric, it's psychedelic, and it's energet like energizing. Yep. To, and and I wake, I come out of it. I want to. I, I go through a few sessions because I like. I'm like that was fun. Let me do that again. Right. But then after a few times, I'm like, okay, I got shit to do. Right. And I feel great when I'm done. Yeah. Yeah, you're. Um, yeah, so you can get into that state, you know, by activating you breathing really deep. Something about the pressure too. Yes. It's doing something. Yep. That's what I think. Yeah, that's why I say it's a superpower. Yeah. Like, so, you know, a lot of what I do is just like I'm the entryway into having breath awareness. And then you can take a lot of different paths for working with it and seeing what all you can do. Like breathing only through the nose mm. is going to activate your third eye chakra and your crown chakra. What about like either nostril? I've heard of those. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Those do a lot of different things too. Um, I don't. I don't spend a lot of time doing that. Well, but. it's just like I th- for in meditation, maybe prior to starting or whatever. And this was a, k- a Kundalini yoga thing. I mm-hmm. think actually now that I'm tr- retracing, but you know, just go like in through your right, out through your left, in yep. through your left, out through your right, and you know, just messing around with it. I think yeah. that's kind of what you were saying. Yeah. So and. Basically, what that does, like when you do the things, that's when you get the awareness and that's when you get the information. And then what happens is like you just start doing that more and more and more and you get become less interested in the enormous amounts of, you know, controversial information that's floating out there. You know, like that's the thing, right? It's like, well, what's right? What's wrong? What's this? What's that? You know? You start to listen to your own inner, your own innate wisdom. It starts coming to you, and then you just don't give a shit when anybody's saying sorry. Yeah, no, you can cuss. (laughs) And I was going to, yeah, you were just going to say all the bullshit out there. And, and, you know, it's out there. And the only way to free yourself from it, because it's, they're trying to control us. Yes. And they're pitting us against each other by bringing up these topics that we are on polar opposite sides of like even me and my wife will watch something that Stacy, obviously you know her, but um, we're still watching the same thing. And I'm seeing one, seeing it this way. She's seeing it a completely different way, but we're both watching the same thing. And I feel like they, the media, whoever is, they know that. And they, they, that's why they put those topics up into the, uh, political discussion and public right. discussion because they the want more, to perpetuate pol- polarization. Yeah. And the I'm more right, we you're fight wrong. against yeah. each other, the less we pay attention to them who they, who are the ones fucking with us and yes. like running away with all the money. And yeah. And so that, and this, you know, like you said, well, you stop to care, but it, but 
the only way you can stop to care is to just stop paying attention. Yep. And then, and, but it's hard to pull away, but it, through this, re, these realizations, you're like, okay, I, I have to pull away actually. Yeah. Because you, you know, like when you're doing connected breathing, for instance, it starts to feel so good mm-hmm. and it feels way better than anything else you can get outside of yourself. And so you just start, and the more you turn inward, the more mm. that awareness expands and expands. And then all the information that is out there is just trite, you know, it's mm-hmm. just like, it doesn't have, it just doesn't have any, but there's a feeling to it. And that's mm-hmm. what's so enticing about it. And we all want to feel something Yeah. and you feel something when you watch the news and you see that they are doing this thing that's making you so mad. And, right. and I'm like, I feel this energy within me <clears throat> that something is better than nothing. And yep. that's what's so addictive about the news. Yes. Right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, so the... But this is better, is what you said also. Yeah, I mean, the major component of... So, like I was talking about, you know, like holding your breath. Um, So, a lot of times, people get into the breathing pattern of there's a stressful event, and they do this, and they hold the breath. Mm -hmm. And something in them knows that they don't have to feel what's happening in the moment. And so, it becomes a long-term pattern. Well it also becomes a long-term pattern that you don't feel anything. So you don't feel good either. Mm -hmm. So then you're trying to have experiences where you can just feel something because feeling numb is, you know, it's like, it seems like it's an attractive idea at first, you know, but over the long term, you know, like depression kicks in all this kind of stuff because you're not really feeling anything. So, when you connect your breath, a lot of times there's tons of resistance around that because you've spent a lifetime suppressing all that shit. And now you got to feel it, you know, at first, you know, once you like release it and integrate it, all this kind of stuff, then you start to feel good. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. There was a show on years ago. It was called Six Feet Under. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that show? I remember seeing... Uh, you know, like commercials for it. Yeah, this was, so I started watching it um, before I got into breath work. Like I was addicted to this show. It was so dark, right? <laughs> I was just like addicted to the really dark things. And I just like, I couldn't figure out. It was like, so it had like a, you know, you know, like death and sex are very closely related. You mm-hmm. know, they're very, it's, you know, second chakra energy. Mm-hmm. And, um, so there was something, it was so twisted, you know, when I think about it, like, cause it was, you know, basically they were undertakers, you know, they ran a funeral home and all this kind of stuff. There was all this other weird shit going on, but it definitely was something that uh, just appealed to, I think my own darkness that I hadn't like owned in myself. Yeah, own it. And um, so then I started doing breath work and then I got to where I couldn't tolerate it. I was like, I turned it on. I'm like, I can't watch this shit, you know? So uh, I wanted to, you know, feeling good became the thing that I was more, um, I don't I don't even want to say that I was addicted to it because it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like I was walking around like I was high all the time, but I definitely was like feeling just like a sense of peacefulness. You know, I would have those, you know, um, heightened consciousness moments that then would just kind of integrate into my day to day. And then, you know, 
whatever events would come up. I mean, I could have people screaming at me right now and I, I don't even, you know, yeah. it doesn't even have a, you know, I can feel it, but I don't have to like jump into their field and do something about it. Like I can, I can like just stay with myself. Yeah. You're grounded more. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been like probably of all the things. Cause I used to just, I'm an empath. Mm-hmm. Me too. I think we yeah. feel what other people feel. And, oh yeah. yeah. And so like people just be like, like this. And I would just like jump right on the train oh, and just, God. you know, it would overwhelm. I, I sometimes whatever, it overwhelms me to the point where I just like, I'm drained yes. and I have to go like take a nap or whatever. Yeah. Like I'm done for the yeah. day. I mean, I can't handle it. You know, it's not like something I want to like hang out. And I can't let that fucking affect me. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, and this having been, doing the breathing I, I feel like i'm able to resist that overtaking of yeah. other people's energy yeah you stay with yourself yeah. you get to where you're just like you're like you become your own best friend your soul becomes the more you breathe the more in relationship with your soul you are and that is your ultimate partner mm-hmm. and then everything outside of that becomes an expression of that relationship so that's ultimately what you're breathing, you know, like when you connect your breath, you know, like uh, inspiration is in spirit, it's breathing mm. in. In the spirit. Yep. And breathing in the spirit. Breathing in the spirit. Oh, I like that. that so that's what <laughs> that's all about. Yep. That's where you get inspiration. Yes. Well, I mean, like another example of how this has kind of affected me, I used to dread meetings with my even my own team like sheath has became become relatively successful but it was already relatively successful and now it's like just moving on that path forward Mm -hmm. but i have more to do now than i did then but i couldn't handle it back then and it's more now and i'm handling it but it it was less then but i couldn't even handle it because i was so like i would go weeks or a month without talking to my team just because i would be like i can't deal with this right now you know because my energy was so low and this the thought of it would bring this anxiety of like you know i don't i didn't sleep last night i'm you know had nothing to make up for that like breathing wasn't i I would work out and stuff but then i'd be more tired probably so now i'm you know, I work out, I do I have my meetings and I take my little, I usually in the morning do like a, a pretty religiously a breath work session before mm-hmm. I like start my day. Yeah. The greater your self care regimen, yeah. the bigger you can get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, ha- I ha- you have yeah. to have that foundation. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I'm the same way. I mean, you would never know it, but I was very reclusive the years that I was in the early years that I was married, I didn't even talk to my neighbors. Didn't want they'd want to wave at me, and I'd be like, mm, you know, yeah. I I I would get such anxiety. Um, you know, my background was you know I was sexually abused by my dad, so I didn't talk to men. Mm. I didn't look them in the eye. Like I didn't want to, I didn't want to invite anything. So I was very I was a completely different person. Like I transformed into this person that I'll talk to anybody. Nothing scares me anymore. Yeah. Like that's like been the biggest thing for me. And um, yeah, so it's like, again, it it comes back to like your 
literally the more you breathe, the more anchored in your soul you become. And that's your true source of confidence. And it doesn't come from anything outside of you. Mm -hmm. And then it also makes it so that you can like create this enormously big life, but you're not attached to it because you know that your biggest source is internal and that everything external is just a reflection of that. So it's like living from the inside out instead of from the outside in. Mm. It's yeah. like a love, love fest. Yeah. It, make, it makes me think of like a rave or something, but yeah. like if everybody was breathing properly. Oh, what a different world, right? Yeah. Holy cow. Well, and like, you know, with the internet and that's what this podcast is trying to promote is these types of trips tricks you know tips and tricks of success and not just in you know business but your own health and everything your relationships yeah and it starts within yeah and if you fuel that fire you know fire needs oxygen that's right and if we're you know what i mean yes oxygen energy ox energy it's all kind of hand in hand I love burning stuff. We were talking about that earlier. Yeah. It's fascinating what fire is that you, you know, it's just the ethereal, it's like air, but it can burn you. You can't grab it, but it'll like right. burn you. It's and it's catalytic, you know, it's like, it's a catalyst. Fire's a catalyst, you yeah. know, creates more energy. Like that's how we heat our homes. It's the sun is fire. Like that's what makes life, life? happen. Yeah. Life. So, and but it needs oxygen. It needs oxygen. Yeah. And so we're oxygen. At least here on Earth anyway. Yeah. <laughs> For now, until we come up with something else. Right. But, okay, so, but can you over-oxygenate? Uh, you can hyperventilate, which is not an over-oxygenation. It's, it's carbon dioxide. So a lot of times people, you know, when they have... That's because they're not exhaling, right? Yeah, they're not exhaling and they're doing it a little too fast, you know. So um, I will have people breathe a really deep, rapid breath that they're not quite used to and they start feeling things. Uh -huh. They start feeling tingly and all this kind of stuff and it flips them out and yeah. they, they think they're hyperventilating and, oh, you know. But what it is, is it's, just, it's activating your nervous system. Mm. So you're starting to feel stuff that you've never felt before and there's strange things going on in your body. Mm -hmm. I've had I've had people go into full-on paralysis where they can't move, but that's a reflection of how much frozen energy they have in their body and so we just kind of we just follow it through from beginning to end and then the body releases mm -hmm. and then the next time it gets easier and then eventually they don't have any paralysis anymore because they've done that releasing it's all in the nervous system so i have a question mm -hmm. about that because like on the with wim hof you you breathe in fully but only exhale halfway or so or whatever mm -hmm. and you do that over and over and over and over and over but i find that could be like you, you know, maybe you're not exhaling all the carbon dioxide and mm -hmm. couldn't i don't know that can that cause a problem or something maybe i don't know i don't know enough i'm i'm definitely not a chemist i don't know enough about that yeah because um, i don't find that it's a problem and ultimately you end up exhaling for that one long exhale and i guess i'll get to that like right um i feel like sometimes i don't exhale enough uh-huh you know 
all a the full way out. exhale a full, is super important. That is where I'm going. Yeah. Why, why is that super, super important? important. Um, it was interesting. You know, my son contracted COVID mm-hmm. and um, he was breathing through it and he had an awareness that it was going to be super important to do a full exhale. And the reason for that is that this is one of the other really cool superpower things about breathing is that your lungs were designed to be the heavy lifters of releasing toxins. It's not your organs. It's not your liver. It's not your... Was he on like some kind of psychedelic? He came to this realization. Very interesting. Continue. Yeah. So, um, So he just innately knew that if he just did a deep exhale that if that if the um, virus was in his lungs, if he just did a full exhale, he could breathe it out fully because wow. your lungs are designed to release up to 70% of the toxins in your body. Breakthrough, people. That's, that's deep, right? Yeah. So a lot of times when something settles into your lungs is because, number one, you're not breathing deep enough. And number two, you're not exhaling fully. You're not using your lungs to the ultimate capacity to release those toxins. I remember the CNN Cuomo guy talking about. Yes. He's like, breathe deep. But he was saying breathe deep. That was in as what I was imagining him saying. I I didn't correlate the corresponding exhale. Yeah, I don't think he mentioned that either, but I, I heard that as well. I was yeah. like, yes. Yeah. The pulmonary guy said, you know what you're wanting to, you know, because he talked to a pulmonologist and the pulmonologist said, look, you're going to feel really crappy and you're going to want to just lay in bed and just die. He's like, but you need to get up and you need to move your body. And he said, you need to breathe. He said, you need to put your arms mm. up and down. A lot of vocalists you know anybody that uses their voice for a living cuz that opens up the lungs it opens more. up the lungs yep and it's all muscular you know so you got to you have to activate all of this stuff and um so i was like yes 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 <laughs> Tell the people it's like preach. breathe it's it's it feels like it's it's you know tight he was saying it was like tight or i've heard i don't yes. know if he was saying that but it feels like it's like and he said it's the last thing you want to do is breathe because it hurts he says but if you breathe that's how you're going to get through it and and, and, tell, and like get how, how did it go with your son like and he just he was exhaling and he was exhaling it uh, it actually never settled into his lungs he just so, had the he just had like the excruciating headache and his spine was in a lot of pain and his legs were in a lot of pain that was like mm. kind of scary because i was worried about the whole blood aspect and maybe clotting happening but um he had a fever for like six days straight and just sweat bullets and no way i you know i have a different perspective on all of this i feel like it's a purification process and so you know just depending on where you are in terms of how often you are purifying your body and clearing out your body illness regardless of what the thing is is that's what your body is doing is it's responding to it and it's purging all the you know toxic stuff Mm -hmm. and um so it's an opportunity you know you can look at it any way you want and almost doesn't matter if it's factual or not you know Mm -hmm. it's like placebo it's, it's mindset you know it's their mindset around it so that's what he did and it like i said it never he has he was in he is an as he was an asthmatic i say was because 
he finally figured out by being a vocalist that um, as he was, you know, cause he would just have, you know, issues with breathing and stuff like that. Um, and he found out that there was like a really big connection between stomach acid. He had acid reflux and he thought that he finally figured that that, that was probably like the number one cause for his, um, asthma issues. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And he was given some direction for opening his vocals and his lungs up more. And it had to do with what was going on in the stomach. And once he did that, he didn't have any more asthma problems. He never needs to use the inhaler or anything like that. But I was concerned. I mean, he'd, he'd been an asthmatic yeah, since he was for three. Sure. You know? That's one of those pre-existing conditions. But it never would've... went into his lungs. And um, like I said, he just, he was doing the detoxing. I gave him all kinds of other things. I gave him CBD and, you know, all, I sent all kinds of, I sent, thank goodness for He's Amazon. in New York or something, right? Yeah, he was okay. in New York City. Yeah, yeah. I sent him stuff Whoa. straight to his door and just gave him all the stuff that worked for me. And uh, it was out of my lungs as well. And I too. You had did, it also? I did back in wow. January before it would, before we even knew anything about it. It wasn't until they were talking about what all the symptoms were and everything else. And I'm like, wow, I had, I had that shit back in January. That's oh exactly God. what I remember thinking that was the weirdest thing I'd ever had, you know? Whoa. But intuitively, I was breathing in deep. I was using um, certain essential oils and stuff like that that were antiviral, antifungal, antibacterial, all this kind of stuff. And breathing in really deep and exhaling, you know, just because mm-hmm. that's it's just a part of who I am. I've been doing it for 15 years, you know. So, yeah. well, longer than that, actually. I guess uh, 17 years, almost 18. So, yeah. So, but he intuitively did that because he's a vocalist and he's been doing breathing exercises and like he totally gets it. He used to think I was crazy being the crazy breath working lady, you know. Now he gets it. Well, they have strong lungs, vocalists, I imagine. And you would exercise them and strengthen them. Breathing is super important. Yeah. And as you were saying that he had asthma, it made me think of the didgeridoo and the amount of lung capacity and... With a really long exhale. Yeah, right? those are so. I have one, and it's they're hard to continuously play. I don't think I've I've kind of been able to do it for like a couple of breaths, but the, it's hard. You can't keep it going. Like, have the, you played it since you've been doing the Swim Ha stuff? Mm-mm. I'd try it. Yeah. See how you do. I yeah. think you'd probably find that you can do it a lot longer. Probably. Mm-hmm. I need to get a better one. The long, the longer versions hold the echo longer, so you can have that moment. Like you need like a, an instant to breathe in through your cheeks. You're like breathing in or through your nose. You're holding air in your cheeks mm-hmm. while you're breathing in through your nose, and also blowing out. It's like this. It's hard. It's a circular breathing. Yeah. That's. It's almost impossible. It's really hard to do. Yeah, until it isn't. Breathe out while you're breathing in at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's like connected breathing feels like that's one of the reasons why, you know, I've been a facilitator is because when you get away from your natural breathing pattern, then I have you breathe for a solid hour and it feels like a ton of work. Like you'll, you'll just go to sleep within 10 breaths. So my job is to keep you, because it's kind of like I'm a like a personal trainer for breathing, mm-hmm. and we're really like using this thing that's designed to be everything. It pumps energy into yeah. your body. It's like a major generator on mm-hmm. so many levels, you know. Like a locomotive. 
yeah know, engine steam engine but it takes a little while to wake it up yeah you know so yeah i just i i don't know i'm glad that i'm i'm like the type of person that would try these types of things a lot of people are like i breathe all day you know yeah i already breathed not though. really <laughs> That's a a lot of people would say that to me like, well, isn't everybody breathing? I'm like, well, one would think so, but not really. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of shallow breathers out there. A lot Mm -hmm. of people holding their breath. The degree of stress that people are holding in their bodies is going to be directly connected to how much they're holding their breath and not taking a deep breath in. That's And then I was going to say this earlier when you were saying that, because I used to hold my breath all the time. I used to take Adderall, which Mm -hmm. I don't know if it corresponds but I had tons of energy, you know, but I would always, I'd find myself holding my breath and I feel like it was something to do with that drug for some reason. Yeah. Because it would, you know, it's a stimulant and which increases maybe like tension, stress. And I, and I would just be, it almost felt good though. And I know just people out there don't do it because it releases dopamine in your brain on a heavy level like the Adderall it's like it's doing meth I'm telling you just don't do it yeah and you get so you feel good all day doing it and you have tons of energy but it's eating you alive Mm -hmm. luckily I did it I did it for a couple years I know people have done it for like a decade and a lot of journalists do it and I'm waiting for them to fall apart because you can't it's it's not sustainable yep you just can't do it forever but you can breathe forever that's a key phrase right there right what's sustainable yeah yeah. So it's it's all connected. So once you start connecting with your breath, connecting your breath, connecting with your breath, feeling connected within yourself, you start feeling connected to the people around you. You start feeling that that's sustainable and mm-hmm. your mind automatically starts going to toward paying attention to what is sustainable in the external world and what isn't. Mm. So we could actually change the world by breathing because because it's just like a natural progression of where your attention goes. I've recently had another realization during a breath session, I'm pretty sure. And this was pretty big. I said I don't have them that often, but I do, I guess. And it was like, what thoughts am I having throughout the day that create a drag on my on me? Yes. Yeah. And yeah. And like, I'm trying to, you know, when you have a car, you want it to go fast. You want no drag, no resistance and everything to be real smooth and sleek. Yep. And as I'm going through my day, you know, there's, I think certain thoughts, I think, and it's like this hitting a gust of wind and it kind of, hit, yeah. you know, it takes the wind out of my sails for a second. And, and these are repetitive thought patterns that don't serve me that are not helpful in any way, mm-hmm. probably something self-destructive or something self-critical about myself that is not even true. But my point of mentioning it is to because I want to pay attention to that and find those thoughts and eliminate them. And breathe. And all you have to do is breathe through the thought. It's like, don't even try to eliminate it because if you try to eliminate it, you're going to create more more. resistance. Yeah. So you're having the thought and just, just be kind of neutral about it and breathe with the thought. Mm. And eventually you won't have the thought anymore. Just melt away. Yeah. Off the brain. 
Yeah. Washing warm water. Anytime we're trying to get rid of something, like you said, what, what you resist persists, it will come back bigger. That's why I like watching the Matrix movies, right? Like he's fighting and he's fighting and he's fighting and then you see you see something go off in his mind where he's like, I don't have to fight with this anymore. Oh. And he stops and everything stops. That's deep. Yeah. That's why I like watching the Matrix. <laughs> I never I never I never put that together. Yeah. I was probably when um, I saw um the second one, is that what's that one? Revolutions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that in the movie theater, and I remember, I was like, I started crying because I was like, "Yes, that's yeah, it, yeah. that's it. Just stop, just stop fighting." It's like you're like trying to push things away, and you're fighting with it, and you're gonna like, "I'm gonna make this stop," and it's like, "No, just breathe with it, acknowledge it." And so, whether it's a thought or a feeling, mm. that's a whole purpose of doing connected breathing, like over here where we're breathing for an hour or whatever. It's like, it's it's so that in those moments you can have the awareness, like you already have the awareness. So now you can just have the awareness. See, you're going to make me cry. Yeah, that was good. That's, that's <laughs> good to have these, I don't know. That's why I love having these conversations. Yeah, it's, it's like you can have that awareness yeah. and like offer it love instead. I mm-hmm. love it. Like, cause that's all it ever needed was your love. Just love it instead of like making it wrong and breathe with it and give it spirit. Mm. And that's it. And then it's becomes effortless. And I'm still working on it, you know, like it's never gonna, I actually, you know, so I, you know, I told you in the beginning, I'm putting myself in all these different, this is a thing like, yeah, I'm a breath worker, but I like to put myself in different scenarios, you know, to find where any kind of little nooks and crannies are that I'm that I'm still having resistance or yeah. I'm in my head. And um, lately I've been taking voiceover classes mm-hmm. and trying cool. to step into a character. And I've worked so hard for years of being me that I'm like having a hard time getting out of my head about that and being a care and getting into like a little girl character. And so it's really showing me how much I'm still in my head and I'm, and that critical me is like, Oh, you're doing this wrong. Blah, 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 blah. Like, I'm like, Oh, this is cool. So I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it. A new new learning kind of growth. Yeah. You have to go through. Yeah. I mean, I would, the easy thing to say is let go and just do it, you know, like let go and be that. I would, like to try like impressions and stuff yeah i a lot of the podcasters i listen to are really good at them or at least they try during the podcast and even doing accents right trying to hold an accent for a a long time it starts morphing into other accents right it's an exercise a mental exercise yeah totally yeah i'm excited about it so yeah um it's so funny because uh my teacher says she says you cindy needs to leave the room Mm, yeah (laughs) 
I can hear Cindy being hypercritical and like, you know, it's just mm-hmm. like, it's not, a, she's like, it's about you stepping into a way of being and letting that, letting the natural expression of what that is be what it is. Mm-hmm. She's like, it's not about you being what you think I want you to be. Yeah. She's like, she's like, it's about, you know, she doesn't put it in as many terms like my soul, but it's like, it's about my soul embodying this character. Mm. Like you see a lot of really good actors, anybody that's really good, they get into the character and they are that. Mm -hmm. And um, they, you know, they remove their critical mind from it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why people are, drawn to that profession it makes sense to me you know so and you can kind of sort of get you know you can get lost in it and like be something that you wouldn't be in your you know normal everyday life and kind of be sort of an airbender and do all kinds of you know magical shit you know and mm-hmm. so i yeah so it's bend cool. your personality mm-hmm. i mean we'll have to wrap it up pretty soon but yeah it did spark spark this memory of basketball and high school basketball and i'm i get on the court and it's the first time my dad comes to watch me and all i can think about is he's watching me yep and it i sucked i really was really bad but um i wish I guess people could learn to get out of their heads so much and nobody, they don't teach you that in school or in basketball and maybe they didn't know. And I don't really even know how to tell someone to do it. Yeah. It's not like, you know, pick up a cup. Yeah. It's an, it's definitely an inside out practice, you know, and it takes time to complete it's conditioning. So you're completely, shifting around your conditioning the beautiful thing is that that is your nature as a soul so if you can just get out of your own way about it yeah it was weird it's the hardest thing and i've gotten better i mean i because i knew that happened and it's been a thing that's plagued my mind but yeah because like it's like going on stage people watching you that's the biggest fear, um, sure. one of the biggest fears. So it's not like I'm this freak, you know, obviously. It's like, and even doing podcasts initially, when I first got on to Facebook, did a Facebook Live, I was like, I couldn't even talk. It was oh, so yeah. weird. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> and now, you know, it's easy to let go. And, you know, you were saying like getting into character. I don't, I don't consider, I, I mean, I, this is me getting into me. You know, but being comfortable as you, yeah, and but, not worrying and about what anybody thinks, right? Me trying to now, if I was to try to put on a show and, and be a, another character, and that would spark spark probably that whole mental, mm-hmm. they're all gonna laugh at you or whatever thing. But I think I, now I would be better at it, just because who gives a fuck? I think that's yes. really what it that's boils, what it boils down, down to. Who gives a fuck? It yeah. totally does. Yeah. And, and but it, you know so it's it's um and it's not even really about anybody else like mm-hmm. i'm so aware that that is my own critical mind and so you know i peeled away all of these layers of my critical mind like i said my history was like i i you know i was a you know i was reclusive i didn't talk to anybody so i've peeled away all these layers but 
there's always more. There's always more layers to peel away and there's always more opportunities for you to find where you are getting in your own way Mm -hmm. and just work with it, you know, and play with it. And so that's exciting, you know, to, that's why like even the, the aspect of quote unquote getting old or whatever, that's, that's what that is, is like you get to, you know, people get to a certain point in their life and they think they're all done. And I feel like I'm just getting started. So the constant growth, the con like the, the inward search and, and, and that whole journey mm-hmm. is I think far more challenging and rewarding than this attempt, which will never happen when I mean, you're not going to cock yourself, but attempt to fix the outside world. Yep. You know, that's what everyone is trying to do right now. It seems like, and I'm like, you fucking idiots. Yeah. Just look in and fix this. Your is what you can around you. And it starts with you. And maybe it starts with breathing. Like maybe get, you're not even thinking clearly cause you're a shallow breather. Yeah. 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 You're all in, you're wrapped up in your emotions and you're just everyone. Let's go back to like logic and, and maybe even, appreciate what you have because it's pretty fucking good well right so i love you know this is kind of what i love about this is one of the things i said from the very beginning is those that you know went through covid and like had some real breathing issues and stuff like that i guarantee from this day forward that they won't take their breath for granted Mm. yeah like there's nothing quite like not being able to breathe yeah should make that yeah. Don't take your breath for granted. Yeah. Use it it's to everything. be. It's first thing you do. It's the last thing you do and everything in between. <sighs> so why it. wouldn't it be important? <laughs> yeah. I mean, because people, maybe their life is too easy. They well, don't... it's just like what we do. With every, if anything is, is available to us all the time, we take it for granted. Yeah. We just take for granted that it's always going to be there until it isn't, and then then we get it, and that's a, that's a powerful lesson, you know. I I think most of us are not born, you know, appreciating a really full deep breath and, until we can't do it, and so I think it's important that you know, like it's not necessarily a bad thing if you've gone through something like that, like it really drops you deep down into appreciation like i've done quests i've gone for you know four days without food and water and people and technology and all this kind of stuff and it dropped me down into a you know a place of simplicity and recognizing i didn't need as much as i think i did i certainly didn't need more Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. it also made it so that i appreciated like my first peach after not Mm -hmm. eating for four days was like it was like an orgasm in my mouth it was like the best thing ever and my first shower after not showering for seven days like holy shit wow you know like the bed the first meal after a fast is you feel the energy and it's just like so juicy or whatever yeah mouth watering yeah (laughs) so it's a good thing to you know go without something for a little while so you can appreciate it more interesting hold your breath but also breathe deep do it Self, you know, experiment with your life and and, and your body, your mind. Let it be playful. Yeah. Play. Don't be so serious. Yeah. Spoken from one of the most serious people I know in myself. (laughs) It's a game. 
we're here to play we're here to win people but we're here to i'm here to lift everyone up along with me as i rise up because that's my trajectory and that i mean at least that's my intention is to yeah. just keep growing getting bigger stronger faster and like better and i want to carry um those i love and i care about with me and whoever's willing to come along you know All right so thank you everyone for listening hope you got something out of it you can check out uh, cindy here at love breath on instagram and on youtube youtube it's uh cindy c-y-n-d-y dot clemens c-l-e-m-e-n-s and on anchor radio uh that one is rewrite alchemy Ooh, cool that's a good book uh the alchemist yeah i wonder if stacy's well that's what you're doing that's you know alchemy is happening when you're breathing in and breathing out there's all kinds of magical stuff happening it's alchemy i love it really basic level yeah so cool get into it people do it